Hello there, beautiful people. How are we doing? Welcome back to the Safe Stone Invest podcast. This is Bucky Smart, your host. And today we're going to be talking about something that I haven't spoken about probably since the first episode of the podcast, which is a bit random and I didn't, you know, think or plan. I was just sort of like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I have um, been thinking about this one for a while especially off the back of a video I watched by Patricia Bright. So today's episode is going to be talking about, are we going back to budgeting this year? I feel like I have been budgeting for so long, definitely over the last probably four to five years, maybe. Um, and over time, my my views on budgeting and just how I plan for my money has changed. But I wanted to sort of revisit the topic because I think that budgeting has sort of come back into mainstream again, following especially Patricia's video. If you don't know who Patricia is, well, go and find out who Patricia Bright is. Um, so I think, first of all, let's talk about what exactly a budget is, because a lot of people know or think they know what it is. And then when I speak to them, I'm like, actually, that's not a budget. That's just like something you're thinking of doing or you know somewhere you just write you know figures and that's not really a budget so a budget is a plan that tells you where you want to spend your money right everything from what you want to save what you want to spend and what you want to invest that month that is what goes into a budget it would have categories such as you know what is your income that is you know maybe your salary plus your side hustle or business um, plus, and then it will take away, you know, your savings and your investments. And then you can categorize your spending. How much do you plan to spend on travel and transport? How much do you plan to spend on groceries and eating out and social events and friends' birthdays, your birthdays, and just all of those things that you have already sort of forecasted? Because I find that a lot of us already have spent our salary by the time we're getting it we've already almost planned it in our heads but it's so important that you actually do it on a tracker and a, and a budget is just that it basically is a tracker of everything that is in your head that you plan to do with your money so oh I have this person's birthday oh I have this baby shower oh I want to um, start saving for a trip over summer that is what you do with a budget so what a budget is not is a budget is not a plan that tells you how you've spent your money. A budget is almost a guide that just allows you to plan forward. A budget is not something that that looks backward. I mean, it can over time, I guess it can act as a way of seeing if you've actually kept to what you said that you wanted to spend, save and invest your money in. But it's not typically supposed to be used for looking back. It's supposed to be used for planning forward. Okay. And why are we budgeting? I think that a budget is important because it allows you to be intentional about where you want your money to go. And for me, especially this year, 2020, my watchword when it comes to finances is being intentional. Like, what do I actually want to save? What do I intentionally want to spend money on um, in different areas of my life, like wellness like, and well-being, like travel, like personal development, career development? All those sort of things, those are why budgets I think are good because you can sort of set your intentions with the budget and say, you know what, I really want to invest a lot into my personal development. So therefore, in my budget, I'm going to put that I plan to buy a book a month. Um, 
Or for example, if you want to be more intentional in wellness and well-being, then in your budget, you can plan an amount for self-care or wellness and well-being and actually make sure that you're doing those things. So I love budgeting because of that. It allows you to be very intentional about where you're um where you want your money to go and I've also found especially when I started budgeting back in like 2015 ish 16 it helps me to curb my spending habits because once you're seeing or once you're allocating where all your money is going to go it's like oh I actually don't have that much money and it helps you rearrange certain things. So for example, if you found that you have four people's birthdays and that's all of your social funds, whereas you still have, you know, maybe like a really important family vacation or a really important family expense, then it just helps you think like, okay, out of these four people's birthdays, which ones are actually most important? Which ones can I actually decline to go? And I think that that's not something that a lot of us are used to or think about. There's almost this pressure of just having to say yes to everything and do everything. Like, and as I've grown older, I just realized like, just because someone is asking you out or someone is inviting you somewhere doesn't actually mean that you should go. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense for your finances. It especially doesn't make sense for your budget if you're prioritizing something that is not a priority over things that are. And so with a budget, you're able to actually see and go, you know what, I probably can't afford to go to all four birthday dinners. Maybe I'm going to go to two and then reallocate that the other two, um, the amounts I would have spent on those other two towards something that's more important, like a family vacation or a family expense or treat for one of the members of your family. So I really, really like budgets for that because it, it really allows you to see where you are spending money and where you plan to spend money. And if it doesn't fit in alignment with your goals um, and your financial plan, then I think that it allows you to quickly re- rearrange that to make sure that your spending and your saving and investing are in line with what you want to achieve for yourself. So I think in one of my podcast episodes, I've mentioned the importance of having financial goals and setting goals, not just for your finances, but using you know money to set goals for different areas of your life. So say for well-being, you have, oh, I want to go to the spa every, you know, quarter, that's something that I do, or I want to be able to travel um, X many times a year, or to X many countries, then you're being able to just plug money into those areas that are important to you. So have those goals and money helps you to get to a lot of those goals. And, you know, make sure that you are spending where, um, where you actually want to spend, and you're not looking back and seeing like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I wasted money on this thing that wasn't very important. You know, so that's what I really like about being able to budget because you're planning for the month ahead. Okay. And for people who are struggling to save because you find that you have unexpected expenses, you know, every month or every other month, you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm running out of money because I had to spend this amount that I didn't plan for or that I didn't budget for. And that amount is then eating up your savings. To be honest, you might not be budgeting well because as part of your budget, I think that you should always um, add like a buffer, like a 10% buffer to anything and just be like, this is my anything can go wrong amount. And, you know, really, obviously, we don't plan for bad things or, you know, unexpected expenses to happen, but you should try as much as possible to make sure that that amount is generous so that 
hey unexpectedly I had to go and make a trip to see a friend or unexpectedly I had to you know buy a ticket for my brother to go somewhere unexpectedly I had to you know I don't know take an uber to somewhere that I didn't plan you should have a good amount um that would sort of cover unexpected things and again that's why budget is important because you can see that because in your head you might think like oh if anything goes wrong or you know worst case scenarios if I have to do this or do that then you would think that you'd be fine because you'd be like oh it's fine I'm cash rich and stuff like that but I, like I've seen and so many people have told me the number of things that would just sidetrack you you'll be so confused like wait what like like hold on a minute what just happened over the last 48 hours where has all my money just gone so it's important that if you're especially having a lot of unexpected expenses then maybe you have to reallocate your budget and um allow an additional amount of money in your budget and call it like anything can go wrong or i just call mine miscellaneous um and one way or the other that amount actually ends up being used and I don't panic or freak out when it does because it's cool. It was already part of my budget anyway. And that's separate from me to an emergency fund, which I put an emergency fund as always part of my sort of long term or medium to long term savings um, within my budget every month anyway. And then this is a different type of like very, very short term emergency fund, which is a miscellaneous amount um, within your expenses. OK, so ideally... In the simplest budget, in the one I've been used to, I've been using probably most recently, I'd say over the last one to two years, is the budget that basically goes once you take out your savings and investment amount, aka once you've paid yourself first. If you ever wondered what that phrase means when people say put yourself first, that means take out money for your future self first. That's what paying yourself means. That's why we say take out your savings first, take out your investment amount first. Um, in the simplest budget, once you've taken that out, whatever you have left is your suspend. That's for people who don't like the detail of this is how much I spend on groceries. This is how much I spend on transport. This is how much I spend on social events. And for me, I started going that method because I had a pretty good understanding of how much I, I spent on groceries, traveling, transport, all those sort of things because I had been tracking my budget literally line by line amount by amount from my um, bank statement I had a pretty good understanding and so I was able to go once my savings amounts and investment amounts have gone out I'm living on the rest and within you know my own financial discipline I know how much I'm, I'm expected to spend on different areas and once I'm reaching the limit for those areas I either start to cut back um, if I'm not on track with my budget or I start to or if I am on track, then, you know, that's great. Then I can do um, whatever. And then if I get to the end of the month and I have surplus, then fantastic. I can chuck even more things into savings or roll that extra amount into a different pot for the following months. Like, I don't know, self-care or eating out or dinner dates, things like that. So that is what I say is the simplest budget because I found that not everyone cares. And especially if you have... Um, if you just have different living expenses that vary month and month, like for me, I think there was a period last year or the year before where for like six to eight months, my expenses were just so different month to month, how much I spent on groceries and traveling because mostly because of work, because I was away for work quite a lot. And so I found that I was spending different amounts on transport, on food, 
on going out, things like that. Um, so if you're that kind of person where your job or your life is just very varied or if you're self-employed and you have different levels of income and expenses every month, then for you, that might be the best way to, quote unquote, have a budget. It's literally just take out your savings and investments once your income hits and the whatever you have left is yours to spend. If you decide that, you know, you're going to spend X amount on groceries and you know, that is 50% of whatever you have left, then, hey, I'm not judging that, <laughs> you know, that's what you want to spend on. But I'd say that that can be tricky for people who have a tendency to overspend and people, especially who have been previously, you know, very, I don't know what the word is, but when you spend a lot of money with your credit card without really thinking about it, spontaneous spending, um, if you're that kind of person, then it can be very tricky because, you know, I, I, I spoke about this to someone and <laughs> the next month she tried it and it completely did not work out for her because by day, day 17, out of 30 days in a month, she was like, I have no more money because she had quickly overspent um, within those first two and a half weeks of the month. So I was like, OK, no, for you, don't do this method. So it's really about finding what works for you and making sure that you know, at the end of the day, you actually are using your money wisely. So if by day 17 of the month, you've spent everything using that budget, then really you should be sitting at home for the rest of the month and eating noodles. In the words of Patricia Bright the Great, when you're broke, you don't need Netflix, you don't need apps like Spotify, you don't need Prime, Amazon Prime, you don't need delivery, you especially do not need delivery or Uber Eats. All you need is air and water and maybe the basic foods finish. That is all you should be doing. You know, that is what I feel like a lot of people in our generation don't know. Um, we've been so accustomed to the, you know, just doing the most and quote unquote living our best lives that actually, even if our finances are suffering, because we want to be seen to be living our best lives, we, we just find a way to make it work, right? We just I don't know, we, we quote unquote spend from the next month, we go and dip into our savings and we're still doing all these things. And it's like, but you're broke. Like you have no more money by day 17. You should be sat at home. Don't go and touch your savings because, oh, but I still have this person's birthday. Oh, but I still have this thing that I was going to do with my friends. Oh, but I still needed to buy a new pair of, you know, sneakers and things like that. It's like, well, why didn't you think about it when you were spending all of that amount within the first 17 days of the month? So you really do need to know that once your allowance, as I would call it, for the month is done, whatever, you know, day of the month it is, you know that at that point you just sit at home. That is what, that is when you just sit at home. You ignore all the emails from Uber Eats or Deliveroo. You tell all your friends, I'm so sorry. I can't make it to that event anymore. I can't make it for your birthday. I can't go out tonight because I can't afford it. And that's something that we need to get comfortable saying is I just can't afford it. My friends would know me for this because when I've been in situations, I don't get into them very often. When, when I have been in, in situations where, you know, I've run out of money earlier than I planned or I have more month than I have money and I, you know, see that, okay, actually I was supposed to do X, Y, Z with, you know, these people I just tell them like, yo, I can't, I can't come anymore because I can't afford it. Or, hey, sorry, you know, something, um, something happened and I had to cover it and therefore I don't have an amount. And bless my friends, because sometimes, you know, someone would actually say, you know what, it's fine. I got you. 
and get you friends like that and obviously don't take advantage of them um but because i don't do it very often they're like oh you know if i'm actually in a bit of a rut they actually do have my back and i really do appreciate it but otherwise like i feel no shame in telling people i just can't afford this right now i can't afford to come out anymore even if i did make plans before even if i was supposed to be the one taking you out for a date which i try and do with some of my friends i'll be like yo i can't afford like this is not in my january budget anymore because i have overspent you know i'll make it up if i can some other way or but definitely not this month in another month so that's what I think that a lot of us need to find discipline in is when we are actually broke or we don't have money, any more money for the month, then we need to be confident in saying like, you know what, it's cool. I'm just going to chill and, you know, reflect on my life and maybe even find ways to make more money. Because I, I think I've also mentioned this in a previous podcast that sometimes with money, your mindset is fight or flight. And for me, it's usually fight. It's usually trying to find an extra way of gaining income whether that is, you know, increasing my book sales, whether that is selling a bunch of stuff on eBay, just going through my house and finding so much junk to sell on eBay, whether that is giving away, um, selling some clothes, whatever it is that I can do to bring extra income in, I would almost always pick that approach um, rather than just stay at home. But if I don't have any more money coming in, then it's like, cool, you know, me and my noodles will be staring at ourselves um and until i make better decisions basically so our budgets restrictive you know absolutely absolutely budgets are restrictive and i think that it's really for our own good because left to us and you know i can maybe i can speak for myself left to me i would spend on things just because i'd be like oh i'm feeling like taco bell today i want to go to wagamama tomorrow oh i think i need a new pair of, of boots i want to change my hair i want to do my nails like I would spend money just because, not even because I I want to spend money. It's just like, I have money in the bank, right? How many of us just go, I have money in the bank. What do I want to do today? <laughs> you know, and that's such a dangerous attitude to have. Um, but because I have a budget, I am restricted by that. I can't just decide that I want to go and buy, well, I, I probably can have a little bit of McDonald's, but I plan that into my budget, but I can't just wake up and decide I want to buy a new coat. For example, it's like, what do you mean you want to buy a new, like, is it in the budget? No. Okay. So we're not buying a new coat. Like, <laughs> like finish. That's the end of the story because we as you, we as humans are driven by our emotions to a very, very large extent because when we feel good, we typically want to spend, that's probably the time we want to go and spend with our family or our friends or even for ourselves. And also when we feel bad, we want to spend on things that make us feel better. Example, Uber Eats and Deliveroo. You want to eat your, you know, you want to eat to make yourself feel better or you want to go shopping to make yourself feel better or you want to, I don't know, hang out with your friends. And these things aren't bad in itself, but it's because we are restricted and you know constrained by money obviously money is no object and you always have more money than cool you know do what you want but for the most of us um we don't have or we're not at that point in our lives yet so budgets are restrictive and help us to put our emotions in check and sometimes you know we go out of our budgets and things happen and i don't exactly always stick to my budget i know but at least i try to as far as i can because it's for my own good um and you know yes we are emotional when it comes to money and 
I've found out for myself and for other people, like there's no mood per se that makes you want to save and invest. It's not exactly fun to put money away for several months or years. It's almost like, oh, do I have to? Yes, you do. Because by God's grace, you know, there will be a future you in a, in a couple of months and a, a couple of years that would thank you and be way better off for putting money in now and, you know, having that discipline to say no to instant gratification right but the truth is that most people don't derive joy for you know in putting away long-term funds because as a generation we want things now and we're so used to amazon prime and we're so used to getting things as and when we want it so if you don't want to cook that's fine uber eats has you if you you know want to buy something on amazon it comes within like 12 to 24 hours it can actually be crazy you know, so everything that does not satisfy our desire for the here and now is like the enemy. So a lot of people find it very easy to go into their savings and take money out because you're, you know, you're using that money to satisfy a need now. And you're not thinking about, oh, but, you know, that money was actually supposed to be, I don't know, to buy my house next year. Or that money was supposed to be to, um, you know, travel like a travel fund. We just take the money out to satisfy our current desires. So for your own sake, this year, please, if you have fallen off the bandwagon, because I have a little bit, you know, please, (laughs) let's get back to budgeting this year, especially if you're making, if you're planning on making major financial moves this year, and especially this decade, whether that be buying a house, whether that be proposing to your future partner, whether that be traveling to several places, starting your own business, whatever it is that you're trying to do that involves this, you know, a significant amount of money, you need to have a budget, right? Especially if you're going to hit your financial goals, it's important that you track what you're spending to see, am I on track to actually buy a house? Because not only do I have my deposit saved, but I actually have my property fee saved. I actually have furnishing. I have the cost, you know, legal cost. I have you know, all these other things associated to buying a house, um, or, you know, investing or traveling, like you need to be able to track that. And the best way that you can do that is if you're keeping a budget and then you can look back, like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, you can look back and say, "Hmm, did I actually, you know, was I in track with my budget last month? If I wasn't, why not? How can I reposition myself this month or next month, you know, to make sure that at the end of the year, I am way better off and I am actually hitting my financial goals because I think that without having a budget, genuinely, you cannot be in control of your finances, period. Like I said, what I said, like you just you just can't you can't find someone who actually is good with money and does not have some way of tracking how they're doing with their finances. The only way I can track my investment goals or my saving goals is because I have a budget that has you know, the plan that I had for my, for each month, and I can see if I was meeting them or not. Because I, in addition to a budget, um, like a physical tracker on Excel, I also, you know, get um, reports on my spending with my bank. So I use Munzo and they tell me what I spend on. So then I compare that with my actual Excel and I go, am I spending more? Or am I spending less? Um, am I, you know, having a load of unexpected expenses, all of those things. It's important that you're tracking that because if things are moving mad <laughs> with money, like you could easily just become a mess. And a lot of people, um, 
you know, just don't think about it a lot. Don't think about it. You just think like, oh, it's whatever. Like, especially if you're earning money and you have an income and you have a good job, you're just like, oh, it's fine. Like more money would come. It's like, okay, more money will come, but it's not fine that you've just lost X amount of money. It's not fine that your savings have halved in two because you wanted the new Balenciagas. It's not fine that you have spent money on things that you don't even care about like why <laughs> like because like ever since I started working my my spending habits have improved so much more because it's just something about spending money that you actually work for like I've earned this money I'm not going to spend it on things that I don't care about like sometimes you know shit happens and you follow the bandwagon but ultimately my spending habits show that okay, I'm actually spending on things I care about. For example, you guys know this by now, but I love to travel and a big part of my spending goes towards saving, um, towards traveling and a big part of my savings also goes towards travel. And I also have been investing at least for the last three, four years. So you would see that a big part of my salary is also going into an investment account. Um, But yeah, so if I am buying a property, for example, and the mortgage lenders are looking back at my bank statements, they can actually have a pretty good, you know track record of the kind of person that I am and be like oh she's actually quite disciplined and that is something that I want to say to people who are planning to buy houses is that these things are important not just for yourself but even for external agencies like a mortgage lender because when when they do look at your bank statements and they're assessing if you're able to pay off your mortgage that's one of the things that they'll look at like not not in total like your your different spending habits and stuff but just to make sure that you know, if they calculate your um your income month on month and your expenses, like are you having more expenses than your income? Are you borrowing money frequently? And what are actually you know, if you are, that may even be fine, but what are you spending those borrowings on? Are you repaying that, you know, when it comes to taking out money for savings and investments? Is that something that you're sort of doing ad hoc? So you chuck it in a hundred pounds this month and the next month is six hundred pounds and then another month is fifty pounds? Or are you consistent with the you know with the percentage of your income or with the specific amount? These are things that people um you know, will assess you on. And it, so it is important. And yeah, I think it also applies um, to anyone with a side hustle. The, it's so important that if you're tracking expenses as a business, then you should be doing that, you know, personally as well. That's how I started because part of my job included tracking finances of businesses. Um, and I was just like, well, this makes sense for companies. So why aren't we doing it in our own personal lives? So especially if you have a side hustle, if you haven't been doing it before, you should definitely have a budget for your business and make sure that you are tracking, you know, your income against your expenses. And for people, guys, I'm so sorry to throw shade to anyone, but like if you have been eating from your business funds, why? (laughs) You need to stop that habit, okay? People, you know, need to know the difference between a personal account and a business account you cannot just take i mean you probably can if you're like paying yourself a salary you're paying yourself an income that's absolutely fine but for people who have no idea um you know how much their 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 business is making and they just go oh i'm broke and i don't have any more money so i'm just going to go to my business account and take some money or you know i'll just paypal myself from my business account like please stop doing that it is important especially if you're trying to build something you know a proper business 
um, that you reinvest that money, track it to make sure your income is growing and keep it growing. If you do want to be taking out money, you know, then set up a salary or give yourself like, I don't know, a percentage that you're going to be getting back from the business. But don't just assume that you're, you know, you are your business and therefore everything that your business makes, you're just going to we you know put it back into your own personal account like it's important that we start being you know getting to that discipline of in reinvesting back and thinking long term um yeah and i think that is it so to answer my own question are we going back to budgeting this year guys yes please let's go back to budgeting this year let us actually do the things that will contribute positively to our financial goals and i think that a budget plays a really big part of that and yeah if you have any questions if you guys would like me to send a template there are loads of templates out there there are loads of banks now that offer um sort of you know budgeting um reports and spending reports and things like that but ultimately i prefer still having a physical version i still use an excel i'm a little bit of a geek like that but i'm also an accountant right so um typical that i would be using excel but yeah, that is all, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this was useful. If it was, as I always say, please do um, share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me at Save, Spend, Invest and at Bookie Smart. Let me know what you thought about it, what your takeaway was. Share with a friend who needs to know to get their finances right this year, okay? <laughs> all right. And if you haven't already, please do subscribe and um, rate this podcast and leave a review that would help me and that would help people to see the podcast and yeah it would be great if you just take a couple of seconds to do it now please thank you <laughs> all right love you guys speak to you later bye